Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 5 When all the work Solomon had done for the temple of the Lord was finished, he brought in the things his father David had dedicated, the silver and gold and all of the furnishings, and he placed them in the treasuries of God's temple. Then Solomon summoned to Jerusalem the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes and the chiefs of the Israelite families, to bring up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Zion, the city of David. And all the Israelites came together to the king at the time of the festival in the seventh month. When all of the elders of Israel had arrived, the Levites took up the Ark, and they brought up the Ark and the tent of meeting and all the sacred furnishings in it. The Levitical priest carried them, and King Solomon and the entire assembly of Israel that had gathered about him were before the ark. They were sacrificing so many sheep and cattle that they could not be recorded or counted. The priests then brought the ark of the Lord's covenant to its place in the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and put it beneath the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim spread their wings over the place of the ark and covered the ark and its carrying poles. These poles were so long that their ends, extending from the ark, could be seen from in front of the inner sanctuary, but not from the outside of the holy place, and they're still there today. There was nothing in the ark except the two tablets that Moses had placed in it at Horeb, where the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites after they came out of Egypt. The priests then withdrew from the holy place. All the priests who were there had consecrated themselves, regardless of their divisions. All of the Levites who were musicians, Asaph, Heman, Jeduthun, and their sons and relatives, stood on the east side of the altar, dressed in fine linen, and playing cymbals, harps, and lyres. They were accompanied by a hundred and twenty priests sounding trumpets. The trumpeteers and musicians joined in unison to give praise and thanks to the Lord. Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, the singers raised their voice in praise to the Lord, and they sang, He is good, His love endures forever. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. And so, finally, uh, the tabernacle is ready, The furnishings are ready, and the great day has arrived. And so, um, verse 1, when all the work Solomon had done for the temple of God was finished, he brought the things his father David had dedicated, the silver and gold, etc., and placed them in the treasuries of God's temple. Now, a lot of what David had um, amassed was used in the construction of the temple and the articles themselves, but there was even more than could be used. And so, the things that David had acquired from different subjects paying tribute, from different battles, from kingdoms that he had overcome and overtaken. All of these things were given to the Lord, and the stuff that was not used in the construction of the temple itself, the items were placed in the temple treasury. And the the word treasury is plural, treasuries of God's temple. So Solomon's temple had some special treasury areas, more than one. 
They then brought up the Ark of the Covenant in the tabernacle of Moses. In verse 2, then Solomon summoned to Jerusalem the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes, and the chiefs of the Israelite families to bring up the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Zion. Remember, it was under the tent that David had pitched for it in Jerusalem, the city of David. And they brought it all up, and then the elders had arrived. The Levites took up the ark, and they brought the ark and the tent of meeting and the sacred furnishings. Remember, the tent of meeting had been kept at Gibeon, and it had been functioning. At this point, the tabernacle of Moses, the tent of meeting, one and the same, is approximately 500 years old. Friends, that tent and the furnishings for that tent were older than our country. I'm speaking right now from the United States of America. The United States of America was officially founded in 1776. People began to come here in the early 1600s. But nevertheless, this ark and these furnishings in this tent were older than the United States of America or even older than the time when the United States began to be settled by Europeans coming here. And so it's a, a very old set of articles, and they were stored in Solomon's temple. We don't know for how long, but all of the things that Moses had prepared um, were stored in Solomon's temple. Then the ark, the priest brought the ark of the covenant to the inner sanctuary, the most holy place, and put it beneath the wings of the cherubim there. There was nothing in the ark, it says, but the two tablets that Moses had placed at Horeb. So we don't know what became of Aaron's rod. We don't know what became of the jar of manna. But at this point in Solomon's temple, there was only the, the two tablets of the law that um, had been given at Mount Sinai. And then, just as had occurred in Exodus 40, when they erected the tabernacle of Moses, when they dedicated the tabernacle of Solomon, the glory of the Lord came. Let me just read this last section of the chapter. The priest withdrew from the holy place. All the priests uh, who were there had consecrated themselves regardless of their divisions. All of the musicians it gives them their dress and their musical instruments. Then the temple of the Lord was filled with the cloud, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. So just in a form of validation, if you will, just as the Lord validated that the tabernacle of Moses had been constructed properly by visiting it with his presence— he also validated this tabernacle of Solomon, and when I say Solomon, Solomon and David, by visiting it with his presence. And the, the manifestation of his presence was a cloud, a glory cloud. Now, I have been saved since 1971. That's a long time. I've seen the glory of the Lord in the form of a cloud only twice in my life. It happened the same night. On New Year's Eve 2002, I was in the nation of Sierra Leone in a small rented school building. Uh, it would hold roughly 150, 200 people max, standing room only. It was New Year's Eve, 2002. And there was a tradition, and there still is to this day in Sierra Leone, to um, welcome Muslims in at midnight on New Year's Eve. They come for um, good luck. They think it is a tradition in Sierra Leone among the Muslims that it's good luck to be in a Christian church on New Year's Eve. So the Christian churches, of course, have a, a salvation message that they give on New Year's Eve. So we're, we're in this school. The church had rented the school. This is where they met regularly on Sundays. And um, 
are we having a service? Well, during worship, the room filled up with smoke. And the smoke had no smell. There was no fire. Um, but I didn't think of anything supernatural. I, like you probably, I saw the smoke and I thought, hey, this is Africa. Something's on fire. So I went looking for the source of the fire. While I'm looking around, I get the furthest position I can away from the musicians and where the, the pulpit was. And I look back and you can't even see the people up in that area for the cloud of smoke. But the musicians about that time wound down. It was time for the for the message. And so I, I went back up to that area, having not found the source of the smoke. And the smoke began to dissipate as my friend was preaching the message. I wasn't preaching that night. And so he preached the message. It was a fine message. The smoke dissipated. But when he got to the end of the message, which was right around midnight on December 31st, 2002, the room began to fill with smoke again. But this time, the presence of the Lord was so intense that everybody in the room who did not have a relationship with Jesus was struck supernaturally with the awareness that they had to flee from the room or they had to get on their faces before a holy God. So people were literally diving on their faces and begging to get saved. I never saw anything like it anywhere else in the world, and I've been in some very powerful meetings around the world. At this point, demons started coming out of people. Some of them were writhing on the floor. People were screaming in terror. Others were screaming in joy. The, the saved were like in heaven. The lost were having a preview of hell, in essence. And so that night, the smoke came the second time. When the smoke came the second time intensely, it came with this manifestation of people getting right with God. And I realized this is the glory of God. We tried to, once again, just to be sure, look to see if there was any natural source. There was not any source in the building. There was nothing burning outside. The smoke had no odor. But the second time, it came accompanied with the manifested presence of God. And you had to either get right with God or get out of the room. It was like Judgment Day at that moment. That's the only time in my life I've seen what I believe to be the glory of, of God. Now, you may say there's a natural explanation. I don't know what it is if there's a natural explanation, but it happened just as I described it. Now, we're in the Old Testament, in Second Chronicles, but I want to take this opportunity today to speak to those who may be listening. I don't know how you got on this podcast, but perhaps you don't know Jesus. Perhaps you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Friends, just like it was on New Year's Eve in 2002 in Sierra Leone, the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is with you. It may not be manifesting in glory and smoke, but nevertheless, the Lord is examining all of us. I want you to know Jesus today, friends. The Bible says that he's faithful and just to forgive us if we confess our sins. The Bible says that the wages of sin are death. We should die for our sins. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And so I want you to know Jesus today. I want you to acknowledge that the living God is real. These are not just stories from some old storybook, a 3,000-year-old storybook about the glory of the Lord filling the tabernacle. This is real. It's the reality of God. And whether you ever see the smoke of the Lord or not is irrelevant. But you will stand before the Lord. Those people in Sierra Leone 20 years ago, felt like they were standing before the throne of God that night, or in their cases, diving on their faces before the throne of God. Friends, why don't you give your heart to Jesus today while it's voluntary? The Bible says that every knee will eventually bow before him. Why don't you bow your knee today, whether you get on your knees or whether you bow your heart's irrelevant to me. 
but pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, your Bible says that everyone who sins is separated from you. Say that in your own words, friends. You're separated from God by sin. Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I ask you, Lord, to forgive my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Save me today. Lord, I want to be your child. I want to be a son of the living God or a daughter of the living God. Lord, make this real to me. I want to be born again. Help me, God. Save me now. I pray all of this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, no matter how clumsy you prayed it, the Lord has heard you. Follow it up with a conversation with him today. Just um, pretend he's sitting next to you, because he is, and talk to him. Tell him you love him and you want to know him. And then tell somebody about the decision you made today. If you want, you can email me, pits at wholeword.net, and let me know that you gave your heart to Jesus. But let someone know you made the decision. We bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.